Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I am your host, Winston Wittis, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is the first episode in almost an entire year. How did that happen? I do not know. It has just flown by. It's been crazy, friends. I can't even imagine what you've been up to since our last podcast episode together. And um, I hope it's been good. I hope you've been crushing it out there in life and flowing and doing amazing things. And uh, all is well with you and your family. Quick reminder, I do these podcasts oftentimes while I'm driving. So if you hear weird noises in the background like turn signals and or you know car noises, that is because I am in the car. And there happens to be a lot of traffic on my street. So I'm just kind of sitting here chilling. But yeah, I hope you're well. It's been a long time, almost a year. Like I said, I knew I was going to take a little break. I needed a break from podcasting just because, for one, I didn't have a whole lot to say, and I didn't want to just be doing it just to be doing it, you know? I don't, I'm not really into talking just for the sake of hearing my own voice, for the most part. And uh, it does take time and energy to produce this podcast and or money. And because of that... I decided I needed a break and I wanted to work on some other things. So I've been working on some other things. So what are those things? For one, it's been the website, findyourflow.com. If you haven't been there in a while, please go check it out, www.findyourflow.com. It is looking pretty good if I do say so myself. There was some time very recently when it did not look so good it's kind of a hodgepodge of different things that I've been testing and figuring out trying to get the look and feel of the new the new flow down you know there's um, a lot of different directions to go there's a lot of things I'm trying to do with it that's the reality is it's a big vision it's a big thing and uh, sometimes you know I go off on a tangent here or there with it what's it trying to be what's it, what's the purpose of it and I I came back to something that I think hopefully you all appreciate. Here's here's what it is. So so let me give you some background. Let's back up. Let's just take it back to the beginning. It's been a year. We need some time to kind of just see where we're at with everything and uh, you know, take some inventory of what's going on since the inception. Okay, so let's go back to the inception itself, to the experience itself that really for me was a catalyst in this whole finder flow thing. All right. So it was nineteen ninety nine. And uh, my friends and I, so 1999, for those of you who remember or don't, there was this whole like Y2K scare, the year 2000, all the computers in the world were um, possibly going to, you know, reset because they hadn't been, the dates hadn't been made to go as far as 2000. So nobody knew what was going to happen. Was there going to be complete meltdown of all the you know, electronic services around the world, the banking systems, and everything's just going to crash and implode, and it's going to be chaos. And so this is the Y2K scare. And really, you know, it's really just a bunch of media hype, as most of us knew, but it was kind of like, uh, it could happen, right? So my friends and I, we decided to go out to the desert just in case we could avoid all that chaos and just be out in the desert. So that's what we did. And this was about six months after... I really got into raving, and by raving, I mean going to underground parties where they played electronic music and danced and all sorts of fun things. 
those are primarily the two things. Um, so, so I'd been into electronic music, and and back then, you know, the kind it was called like techno or house. I like liked house music was uh, the genre I really liked, and um, we were playing some house music, actually probably more trance music, out at the desert, and it was amazing. And uh, we were having mind blowing experiences and whatnot. And I had one that was. So I'd been learning to dance. I'd never used to dance at all. I was always very self-conscious and just never really felt motivated at all to dance until, that is, I got into house music and it just got me. And I was like, man, this is, this is my jam. This is my beat right here. And, um, and electronic music and then going to these raves and having experiences that really allowed me to get outside of myself beyond my... Um, ego and uh, self, whatever the word is, self-consciousness, and um, and see people dance and experience it in a way that was very different than what I had seen before. Before that, you know, I never really went to school dances. I only went to one or two, I think, my whole my whole school career. And, um, and uh, it was, you know, how you might imagine those things going. So, meh. How, yeah, it probably was not. It depends on who you are. <laughs> but anyway, for me, it was kind of like awkward because that's just how I roll. So I didn't go to many of them. But when I went to start going to these underground parties, there was this really cool vibe because the dancing wasn't like, hey, I'm trying to be cool and hook up with this chick you know, or grind on this person, or, you know, it was, it was not that at all, it was like, hey, I'm just going to dance, you're going to dance, and we're all going to have fun, and we don't really care how the other people are dancing so much, but you'd also see, or I'd also see, these people who are really good, really good dancers, and doing all different kinds of styles of dancing, and what was neat was, people were really cool about, like, sharing their, their knowledge or their skills, like, here's how you do these kind of moves, here's how you do this, and um, I really liked that, and I learned some really neat moves, so a style that I fell in love with is called liquid, and, um, and then I also learned about miming, believe it or not, my mom was seeing what I was doing and practicing, she's like, oh, you're doing, you're, you should, look into miming and I was just like you've got to be kidding me miming no I don't think I'm gonna do that and then she rented a movie from the library of all places that was a VHS this is back in the day a miming video for from the library that's what they if you ever want to get into miming now you know that that's something you can do and that's what I did and so I started learning miming of all things and it was actually really awesome so I shouldn't have judged it, and very flowing, and it made my dancing even more fun because then I had all these new ways to express myself. So that was very cool, and that was after this trip. Um, so anyway, so we're back at the desert still. There are flat clouds in the sky, flat clouds. I don't know if you've ever seen perfectly flat clouds, but it is trippy as heck. You. Even if you are in a regular state of consciousness and you see flat clouds like the ones that we saw, it might just put you over. It, it put me over. I was I was just like, what is this? Fortunately, or whatever, my friend Mark, uh, he 
was you know he's a smart guy so he's like ah that's the inversion layer that's where the cold air and the hot air meet and then you get this flat layer of clouds in between and blah 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 and we're just like okay that's really cool to know it also is really trippy and it looks like there's a table in the sky because these clouds are just perfectly flat and there's like an edge to them and anyway I started going really deep into this whole thing and um before I know it, you know, we have a campfire, we have the music bumping, we're all in a really, on a really good one, and um, I'm dancing, you know, and before I know it, I'm floating, and not just liquid style dance floating, which I was also doing better than I'd ever done before, but I was literally, my awareness was floating up above my body, and I was looking down at my body, and it was still dancing, and it was dancing pretty well, and even when it messed up, it would make it into a cool new move. So I would slip and then, but I would catch it in this cool like way, in this cool twist or I'd, you know, um, do this spin that kind of was sloppy but then somehow ended up being extra smooth and cool in a way that I'd never done before, you know? And, and I could like literally do no wrong because even though in the moment I thought, oh, that was wrong, that wasn't the way I would have done it, it turned out it opened up and as long as I went with it, and flowed with it, it would actually become cooler than I ever could have imagined. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. If I just go with the flow of this whole thing, it just works out somehow. I have to have faith that it's going to work out because if I stopped halfway through, it would have been a mistake. It'd be like, oh, no, i got to do that again. I did that wrong. Oh, that wasn't right. But if I just go with it, it, it works out. It worked out. And it was a big epiphany. And at that moment, I heard this voice. And it sounded just like me talking to myself. So, you know, nothing super abnormal there. But it did seem to be coming from above. And it was like deeper and it was wiser. It wasn't like all spastic version of Winston. It was like the wise version that was really just like direct download. Like you, Winston, this was me, my higher consciousness or God consciousness or whatever you want to call it. Or psychedelic consciousness, whatever the heck you want to call it. Um, talking to myself, saying like you... This is flow. This is flow. Boom. You're in flow. And, and you know, I'm kind of like float. My awareness is, again, it's still floating about three, six, three to six feet off, like up above. So I'm, I'm simultaneously aware of my body, but less so and more, um, you know, floating above it and being aware of it, but also being aware of this wise direct voice, you know, this download just being like, hey, this is flow. You are going to learn how to your goal your mission should you choose to accept it is to bring flow to all areas of your life this flow this experience of it's just working and if you just go with it and don't think too hard um you know you have a direction but you're you're flowing with it instead of trying to force it or trying to stop it because you think it's wrong with your small self but just letting go and being in it if you're going to bring this experience to all areas of your life and you're going to write a book about it and that was basically it, you know, and um, it was kind of like, whoa, this is amazing. This is really amazing. That's my car. And um, and then I kind of like faded back into my body awareness and it was just like, wow, that was so amazing. And I was still flowing, you know, my hands were doing cool stuff. My body was moving and um, I was, you know, I had some other neat experiences while I was out there, but that was the big one. And then trying to explain that to my friends at the time was just like, dude, you're crazy and you were in a state that that explains that whole thing. 
<laughs> and it's like, yes, yes, and, and it does. But that should not take away from it. It didn't make the experience any less real, right? Um, my experience of those things it actually very much changed my life. And I, would, I was still like all, you know, on fire about this experience for, for a while. But, the, you know, I tried to share it and people just couldn't understand. This was, again, back in 2000 now. It's, you know, New Year's Eve happened and um, that was it. And I was like, wow, it was a total peak experience. But then trying to relate that back into the status quo did not translate at all how I anticipated. It was just like, no, I guess I just was being a dumb kid out there at the desert doing dumb things and I had this experience that dumb people have while they're on dumb things and whatever okay forget it forget I ever had that experience forget that it seemed really important at the time so I kinda and then too it became down to logistics like okay so I'm gonna write a book right oh, okay that sounds great because yeah so I just write books you know I was 99 I was still okay so I graduated high school in 97 and I hadn't yet gone to a way to college. I was still in community college. I was working my butt off, learning how to flip houses, working for a, a friend tour, friend mentor who was uh, teaching me how to flip houses. And I was just working, you know, 80 hours a week and going to school and just, that was my life. And, you know, going out and party on the weekends and party hard. We did not screw around. Okay, guys, your friend Winston did not used to screw around back in the day. So, um, so we used to go and have a good old time. And, um, and so, so I still had this nagging feeling like, no, guy, write a book. You got to do this. And, and I was, but then there's the other voice that's like, no, you don't know how to write a book. What are you going to write about? About your experience on, on things out in the desert? That's not cool. People don't want to hear that madness. They're not ready for that madness. And it's like, dang it, you're right. Because everybody keeps telling me I'm crazy. So maybe I am. But. What I figured out was, okay, you know what? Screw it. This stuff really happens. Now, uh, a little bit more backstory. So, my mom, our mom, my uh, brothers and my mom, she used to be, when she was alive, she was Jehovah's Witness. And if you don't know anything about Jehovah's Witnesses, they believe in a God named Jehovah. And it's the same God, you know, no, okay, just don't. Judge me too crazy. My facts. I'm not a detail-oriented person. This is gonna. I'm gonna just give you the, the broad strokes here. All right. Um, it is a Christian. They consider themselves a Christian faith. I've talked to Christians who told me no, they're not a Christian faith because of this, this, and this. I said, okay, fine, whatever. So, but they consider themselves of a Christian faith because they believe in Jesus, but they do not believe that he is a man God. They believe he is the Son of God. And God is, his real name is Jehovah. And what's the point of all this? Um, my mom was there. Eh, I digress. Uh, anyway, I think it had something to do with um, being on the desert. Being in the <laughs> Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. So, um, so I used to go to a lot of Jehovah's Witness church, we didn't call them church thing, gatherings, whatever, right? Bible studies and this and that. And so I grew up in it, deeply steeped in it. Um, meanwhile, our dad was definitely not Jehovah's Witness. He was more agnostic and very much against my mom bringing us to her church because it was, um, he very strongly felt that we were being brainwashed and it was a cult. 
And I don't, I don't think he was too far off, to be honest. No offense, Joe's witnesses. I love you guys. You're awesome. I know you believe in what you believe. And I believe that everybody believes in what they believe. So there you go. I personally, it caused a heck of a lot of um, anxiety and stress for me, personally. Because, you know, I'm being torn in two different directions. My mom very strongly believes this thing. She had been basically alienated by a lot of our family because of the way she handled holidays and birthdays. You know, as a Jehovah's Witness, you don't celebrate birthdays. You don't celebrate most holidays because most of them, in case you don't know it, are steeped in paganism. They actually, they come from paganism, most of them. They've just been kind of uh, painted with a cool new, you know, I'm not going to try not to offend people, but you know, what can you do? They've just been, they've been sanitized for your pleasure uh, of mass consumption something along those lines so anyway um i'm trying to figure this all out at the age of you know 13 14 whatever maybe by then i guess i'm 18 ish 17 18 and um you know like trying to reconcile all these different ideas about life and god and the universe and you know got the jehovah's witness angled down pretty well you know i've been exposed to that my whole life and I was trying to fit that into a bigger worldview right how can Jehovah do this and say this and be that and do that um, but you know I just all these blatant contradictions that just really I could not get beyond say, oh you just gotta have faith well the Bible says this but it doesn't say that but it's like no none of this really adds up if you think hard enough about it 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 doesn't actually make sense the way you guys are describing it and that used to just drive me insane. And, uh, but I was just supposed to believe it somehow. And I'm not the kind of person that can just believe it. So, in, so anyway, um, I got to this point where, you know, I, I was kind of like, it was before the, the movie The Secret, right? The Law of Attraction. But I'd always kind of known it was there in a sense. Like I'd always somehow been able to tap into it, even though I didn't know exactly what was going on or how I was doing it. I just felt like, oh, if I want something, you know, I'll get it. Like, I just know it. I don't always know how, but somehow if I'm just focused or like if I, you know, I just have my own weird way of doing it, I guess. And so anyway, so one day, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out God. I'm trying to figure out like, who am I? Where am I? Why am I here? Right? What is God? And, um, and so one day, you know, I was like, okay, God, if you're so real, Jehovah and blah, blah, blah. Or no, I wasn't, I was trying to be, um, objective right it's like okay if there's a real god out there prove it show me show me who you are and i kid you not within like some ridiculously short amount of time it might have even been the same day and you know there's a knock at the door and who is it oh it's your jehovah's witness at my door after i just asked god like show yourself it was a freaking jehovah's witness do you believe that friends do you believe that god jehovah himself sent a messenger to my door right after i asked him to prove it and I was so pissed, but I was also freaked out. I was scared because it's like, holy crap. I have been talking mad smack about Jehovah, and here he is with one of his messengers at my doorstep. So there was the part of me that was like, dude, that really just happened. I can't believe that just happened. And there was part of me that was like really pissed. Like, how could, how, this guy's an asshole. This, sorry, I've been keeping these episodes so clean. Um, this God is a jerk. Like, I don't, like, you know, I've read much of his Bible, or at least, you know, sat through most of it. And it's like, there's all these really jerky things, especially in the Old Testament, you know. And and then it's like, oh, well, the New Testament. Well, the New Testament's all 
let's not go there. Let's not throw Winston's opinions into this whole thing. But I am. That's what this whole podcast is about, kind of. No, it's not. It's about you and bigger things than me. I just sometimes let my ego get sucked into talking about things. But this is also the human element, and this is part that maybe us humans, as humans, like to share and be able to relate to. So we're going to keep it rolling. So there I was. And God, by the name of Jehovah, just sent one of his people to prove that he is the one true God. And I'm pissed. So I'm just like, how the heck, how is this possible? Dang it. So, of course, I kicked them out of there. Get, I Thank you for your Watchtower magazine. I've already got a stack of them. My mom's one of your peeps, too. Get on out of here. I was much nicer than that. So I, that's just how I am. So I kindly waved them goodbye. I took their materials. Yeah, my mom loves you, too. You're awesome. You guys are great kindred spirits goodbye and I was you know now I had to deal with this now I had to deal with this now what now what God just proved beyond a reasonable doubt that my mom was right Jehovah's the real God I asked and he proved it to me now I could say well that was just a coincidence and that's of course what I did right <laughs> I didn't want to admit that this is the real this can be it cannot be there cannot be this other you know millions of other people uh, around the world celebrating other gods and their experiences have to count in my book like they cannot all just be wrong they just can't I and maybe they are but at least at that point I had to give them the benefit of the doubt hey these people totally believe that this person's God there's got to be some even if they're w mostly off there's got to be a nugget of truth in there somewhere uh, you know oh these other people say a lot well that's a different God. They, they got the Quran. They got this. And they got Muhammad as their prophet. You know, the, these sim stories are all very similar, but there's like slight differences and people want to blow those differences out of proportion. And I was just like, man, dang it, dang it, dang it. This just threw a whole wrench in my whole thing. But then I realized, hmm, okay, wait a second, wait a second. What if it was just a coincidence? Okay, well, that's that's one thing. But what if because I had some kind of connection already or some subconscious belief that, you know, this was the case, that that played into it somehow, that played into my results? Okay, well, that's a scary question, right? Because now I'm questioning God, right? I'm questioning God's authority or even existence. I'm questioning, can God really read my thoughts? Is God inside my head? Can God tell that I'm doubting him right now? And if so, why didn't he strike me dead? right oh you can't so here's another thing Jehovah's Witness um, dogma is you don't question you don't ask questions the Bible gives you the answers you don't need a question you just you just believe and you just go with the program and if you do that and you're really good at it and you convert a lot of people by pioneering you know going door-to-door -door and getting a lot of people into it then you may be one of the chosen few that is resurrected in the new world which is awesome for you, okay? There's not a heaven or hell in Jehovah's Witness theology. It is you kind of blink out into non-existence, but if you're good and you're awesome at being a Jehovah's Witness and you recruit a lot of people, then you get resurrected at the end of, you know, after Armageddon, everybody kills each other, you get brought back into the new world that God will create, a new system new system that's a key phrase i'm gonna come back to that one so remember a new system i heard that one a lot god's system the new system not necessarily like a new world order different i think maybe the same but presented entirely different i don't know different thing We've got the new world order that's satan's you know he's 
trying to convert the whole world into uh, you know one one ruler, um, one currency. It's the whole like monopoly of the world kind of idea, right? And um, now we're deep into it. Okay, where were we going? So so I had to. So I was scared. I was scared. I'm questioning God, and God just freaking slapped me in the face and said, "Nah, here's one of my people on your doorstep, fool." I'm Jehovah God, you asked for me, here I am. And I'm like, dang it, dang it, no, this cannot be. So I had to face, I had to say like, hey, am I gonna bow down and, and just take this now? Like, I asked, I was proven wrong, and um, now I'm you know, battling with God. Is this where I wanna be? Is this what I wanna be doing with my life? Hell yeah, it is, that's why I was put here. So I say, okay then, well, if, if I'm to really test this, then I should also have to test this with other gods, right? I can't just test this god, but that's that was even scarier. I was a little, not quite ready for all that, but I uh, started trying to open my mind to the possibility that there are other gods that could also be as real because a lot of people believe in them. And would it be possible that if I was believing in this other God or this other thing to happen, that my belief in that thing happening would actually produce the thing to happen? If that makes any sense. And so that was kind of what started giving me some hints as to what the Finder Flow is about. It's like, okay, wait a minute. What if I was like, okay, it's like, all right, so everybody thinks I'm crazy at this point, you know? I'm talking about these crazy experiences I had out in the middle of the desert. And, you know, people, I think, for the most part, knew what I was up to. And they're, you know, trying to try to prove this. I'm not a scientist, right? But I, I have a deep appreciation for the scientific method. I, I want to be able to have results that people can test for themselves. I don't want somebody to just take my word for it. Oh, Winston said this, so it must be true. No, 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 no. I'm not trying to be some guru whose you know, word is gold and who, who you can't you know, question, not at all. My whole thing is like, hey, I had these kind of cool experiences. I'll bet if you do similar kind of things, you could have your own cool experiences, and then let's compare notes. Or let's just both you know, be awesome together, whatever. So. That's kind of my angle, right? So, and I'm a little stuffy, sorry. Hopefully you can't tell. And uh, so then it was like, okay, well, how am I gonna do that? And I started thinking about, well, it's a coincidence that happened, you know, that this person showed up on my door. What if I start tracking my coincidences? What if I, you know, I had this talk with my mom. I was having this talk with my mom and my mom, bless her heart and you know may she rest in peace and or be resurrected um that she so we'd have these conversations and it would be about you know her kind of grilling me on jehovah's witness stuff and me you know loving her and trying to keep her happy right and so yes i understand yes i believe jehovah's god yes i believe this blah blah, blah. you know and it was she was really trying to help right and um but she also kind of needed this like confirmation I guess that I also believed in this whole thing and I really didn't you know because I could never get my freaking questions fully answered there's always like I said these really abstract 
references to Bible things that didn't really answer my question, but everybody wanted to pretend like it did. And I let that go because that is life. And so I'm taught, so, you know, we'd have these conversations and, um, you know, I was talking about like, you know, it's like, oh, well, the Bible, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I, I would get so furious, you know, and I'd have to try to not, I would just like, it would just eat me up, right? You want to reference this Bible that is self-referencing. It's a really old, it's awesome. It's got a lot of great qualities, but it's also written by people that lived in the Stone Age, you know, and in 40 years after this, uh, these alleged events happened. So it's hearsay. That's You can't even get like a jaywalking ticket based on hearsay. We throw that right out of court. There's no value other than, I mean, I should say there's no value. That's not what I'm trying to say, but I'm not going to base the, I'm not going to gamble my whole afterlife on hearsay for me personally, but that's just me, right? That totally is just me. Maybe it's you too because you're here, but that's not most people apparently. That was really the conclusion I kept coming to. It's like most people apparently don't care to think this all the way through. They're just happy to be like, okay, yeah, that kind of makes sense. I guess I'll go with it. I'll bet my whole remaining days after I die of all eternity on this half-baked idea. Okay, well, there you go. So I started thinking, okay, coincidences. Miracle. I said something about miracles to my mom. Like, there's too many miracles in everyday life for me to believe that it stopped, that God just disappeared and doesn't talk to us anymore, and that, you know, we have to hope for him to come back, and, and some people think it's going to be in this form or that form, and, you know, you believe it's going to be in this form. I was like, no, this is, like, I'm not going to do that. I, I don't care. If I go to hell, I'm going to go to hell knowing that I tested the shit out of, dang it, tested the heck out of everything that I did. Uh, all the options. I tested all the, the religions, or at least enough of them, that I satisfied my own desire to know. So as I'm thinking about this, I'm realizing, okay, I've got to prove this. i got to keep some kind of log. I'm going to start writing down my coincidences. I'm going to keep a journal of coincidences. And that's what I started doing. And, um, and I, the more I did it, of course, the more I was in tune with like, coincidences. I started noticing them, right? Serendipities, synchronicities. Um, oh, I was thinking about that person, and here they are. Oh, um, I really needed or wanted to meet or have this kind of thing happen, and then it did. You know, those kind of things, law of attraction type things, just journaling them. Not hard at all. And it was very powerful because it became this kind of my own account of my own miracles in life. Like if I, if somebody, if we'd been in the olden days and some of these things happened, it'd be like, holy geez, that's a miracle. Oh, you know, people might pay a lot more attention. Or maybe they didn't because people, because it only is a miracle if you declare it so. It is what it is. It is what you make it. You are the decider of the thing, right? You look at something and say, oh, that glass is half full or that one's half empty or that's ugly or that's pretty. You decide. You know, your friends can decide and maybe you agree with them, maybe you don't. But that's what it was. So then I was like, wow, okay. So this is about journaling these experiences and, and creating them. And so here we are, we're 19, almost 19, no, we're in, two, Jesus, Winston, wake up, man. 2018, we're almost in 2018. And so I've been doing this since 2000. So that was like, eight, it's been almost 18 years now, going right into 18 years. It's a long time. That's when I started this whole project. And it took me, I don't know how many years before I got a website. You know, back then it wasn't, websites weren't quite as big a thing. Eh, there were, but 
It wasn't like it is today. Anyway, here we are. Got a book series. I've and I look at it now and I think, okay, people, you know, so many people believe that the Bible is this thing that happened back then, and you know, um, and I mean, every, I'm generalizing what people believe, which is not a wise thing to do at all. But I think my impression of what a lot of people believe in general everyday life, or at least what we, the way most of us act, and this isn't like to say it's good or bad, is that, you know, miracles are this thing that kind of happen, and sometimes they happen and they don't, or, you know, coincidences are just coincidences. There's no deeper meaning there, right? Um, and I believe that there is a deeper meaning if you want there to be. And the deeper you want to look into it, the deeper it goes, right? How deep does a rabbit hole go? There's only one way to find out. And if you wanted to start taking inventory of your own coincidences, if you don't already, or serendipities, you would be more in tune with them because your attention would be going there. And as we know, where your attention goes, energy flows. And so you attract more because like attract likes, like attracts like. So if you start becoming more aware of the coincidences, the miracles, the serendipities, the synchronicities in your life, then you shall attract more of them and it becomes more flowing and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy for you. And all those around you start to radiate and attract those into your life that support this new direction, this new flow for you. And you start to enter this feedback loop of positivity and flowingness. Right? As you become more conscious of it, it becomes conscious of you and you attract it and it attracts you and you continue to experience it. And it is a magical feeling, a flowing feeling in my experience. And so that became kind of my gospel. It's like, hey, it's happening right now. The magic, the flow, the miracle of life is happening. You know, despite me sitting in traffic right now. I am podcasting to you and hopefully something I say resonates with some part of you and you feel awesome and powerful and you say, gosh darn it, this is why I tune into this podcast for this moment of pure bliss and awareness of my higher self and higher consciousness and tuning into that of myself which is limitless and which is everywhere and has potential for it being at a, a level that is beyond my own comprehension and being able to bring that vastness of power and flow and awareness and consciousness and love into my now beingness, into the part of me that is focused here in this time and space, in this matrix of life, of this Gaia of consciousness that surrounds our world, and being able to bring in the higher version of yourself, the highest and best version of yourself, down now into this being of your everyday self so that you may feel uplifted and flowing in the now going forward and that you may be able to continue it and maybe even start to share it with those around you as they begin to notice the positive changes that are happening in your own life. You now start to radiate that flowing in your own life, in your own community, among your own peers, your family, your friends, and they start to notice a shift in your awareness or at least in your beingness, whether they're consciously aware of it or not. And by you radiating this, you are now becoming an epicenter of love and flow for them. And you may start to notice people acting a little bit differently toward you. You may notice some people can't quite jive with it. They're too far out 
of your frequency range and they may be pushed away or simply disappear, whilst other people will be naturally more attracted to you as you move into their frequency level. And these people are here to help you as well. And you can start to become more and more aware as this person almost rear ends me. I barely was able to get out of the way. That was awesome flowness, a miracle, surely, as I talk to you about these things. And that is, uh, I think, a great place to start wrapping this up. So I feel fantastic. I hope you do too. I'm super excited. My plan is to do uh, more podcasting this year. So I'm already starting to line up some amazing guests to have on the show. I'm very excited about that. I also would like to tell you that the Find Your Flow shop is up and starting to get some really cool products in there. I'm very excited about been working really hard on getting this the shop working. It's such a pain in the butt, but it'll be worth it. This has taken years and years and years, guys, honestly. Um, I've been at this, like I said, since 1999. I didn't know where it was going or why I was doing it. But every day it gets a little bit more clear, and here we are 18 years later, and uh, the podcast is just about to go into season two. The website is looking better than it probably ever has, although it still needs some work. And then um, doing this very exciting New Year's resolution, resolution revolution. So if you are into New Year's resolutions or you want to do any kind of positive change in your life, definitely come check it out. I'd love to have you be a part of it. There is special pricing for early bird pricing. Then there is um, going to be a reduced pricing for a little bit. And then it's going back up to full price. But it's going to be an opportunity to connect with other people who have goals in life and in flow. For you to be able to connect, get some accountability friends, get some awesome trainings about hitting goals and keeping New Year's resolutions. So that you can make your life the best version of it that you want and could possibly dream of. Thank you so much. You're awesome. I appreciate you. I'm really excited. And uh, that's it. Keep flowing, my friend. Be flowing. Until next time, be flowing.